Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. I'm George Mini. And we got a super interesting show for you guys today. But before we get into that, George, did you see the hail that happened this past like week? I was in Cape Town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you, so I missed it. Yeah. You didn't um, miss much. Well, you missed a lot, technically speaking. No, one of our colleagues sent me a picture of a flipping hailstone the size of his hand almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was absolutely horrendous. So I, I stay like in a section of Joburg, which didn't rain. Um, but I have some friends who are staying in Midrand and their cars are completely totaled. destroyed. I wonder what the worst hailstorm has been. And like what is, like for insurance companies, it's probably just a nightmare. It's probably the worst time of the year when... This time of the year is the worst time of the year. Yeah. October, November. Um, I mean, probably twenty thirteen. Was that like a particularly super? Rainy I remember season? because all my bathroom windows were smashed. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. Um, twenty thirteen. I wasn't at home. Yeah. I had gone up to. It seems like you always you never Bella home Bella when Bella things happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I heard about this hailstorm and I was like, oh, okay, lucky I, I yeah. dodged it. And when I got back home, every bathroom window was smashed. Jeez. Like holes in it. Did you know before, so wait, did you, when you got back, was it like a day later or was it like? No, when day? I walked in the house. Like just everything there was, was glass destroyed. everywhere. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never experienced like massive hail and being. Well, I was living in a townhouse then, so. Yeah. Um, what do you do in terms of. Do you have to get cover for? I'm not too sure if I have cover, like hail, hail cover. Acts of God. Acts of God. Does that count as acts of God? Like I think most insurance policies have uh, some sort of cover for cover for, uh, um, you know, mishaps like that. Yeah, my one friend he he had a special paint on his car, and it got like, special paint. Well, it's like a. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a paint that's like. Typical, I guess. Did he get his car sprayed? No, no, it's an OEM paint. It's oh. just, it's, it's just a very like specific one. It's an optional extra. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it took them, it took them six months to repaint it. So, yeah. Um, hopefully you weren't part of that. But if you were part of the the hail, it'll be interesting to see some some videos. I've seen some really interesting videos and really? crazy things from what people. Yeah, I went believe, through. I believe it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Anyways, moving on. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed on the news, um, there's been a lot of stories and a lot of conversation um, around repossessions oh, recently. So I was yeah. having a fat conversation. Well, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me in the economic times we find ourselves in. Um, yeah. You know, it's very difficult um, to swallow the interest rate increases that we've had. Yeah. I mean, we've gone from I think it's uh, seven point five percent or something yeah i think seeing like what like 8.7 yeah eight point eight, eight but maybe eight, mid 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 eight percent yeah to what now 11.75 yeah um that's been the that's been the rise now if you if you think about uh that in terms of the repayment on a car yeah that's huge i, I mean, think i think people are paying on average about two thousand rand more i saw an, an, an article about it um, which is a lot of money. It's a lot of money that you didn't initially had intended for. Um, so, so you're saying that this will definitely, this, because of the economic climate, more repossessions, it's just kind of a, it's always going to happen. So it's going to follow suit. Well, um, you know, r- remember, interest rates 
are used by <clears throat> the Reserve Bank yeah. to curb inflation, yeah. to stop us from getting into a high inflationary environment. How does it curb inflation? It stops the consumer from spending. Yeah. It's like a, deter- like it's a, a deterrent. deterrent. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. But quite often it's a little bit of a blunt instrument. The reason is because interest rate increases are usually after the fact. Yeah. So the... the so you already bought the, the assets. No, the monetary policy people... Yeah. See, yeah, exactly. So the monetary policy people see the spending and see the inflation start rising. Mm-hmm. Then they apply interest rate rises. But you've already bought the car or the house or whatever. It's but the problems already started to occur. Okay, okay. So so now you double penalizing for um, a problem that's already systemic. Yeah. Okay. So now people have to backtrack. Um, you have to unspend. Yeah. <laughs> which is n- not it's easy not really to do. Specifically if you um, locked yourself into like yes. a, a finance. But it's the it's unfortunately the only mechanism. Yeah. Because because humans or by their very nature, um, like things. Yeah, you know, if you if you can if you can get it today, and not have to wait and save up for it, you'll get it today. Yeah. You'll use the mechanisms at your disposal. Nothing wrong with that, but it does make for problem times. I can't hear anything. Did you lose your? I lost my headphones. I can totally hear you. Um, so. So in a in a high interest rate environment, it's often levied too late. Yeah, but it's the only mechanism that the um, reserve has mm. in order to curb inflation because it will correct. Yeah, I mean, as sure. you can see, there's repossessions happening. I mean, I'm not saying repossessions are the right thing. Yeah, but uh, but it does cause a correction. So I think maybe we have a few articles on site actually that, that talk about how to prevent them. So I'm just going to walk through some of them and then maybe you can give us some insight with regards to how to kind of go about that. Um, but out of curiosity, before we get into those those things, if your car gets repossessed, can you buy it back? Out of curiosity. You buy it back from the bank? Yeah. For as long as they haven't sold it? Yeah. Of course you probably will be able to. Okay. So then they won't be like, no. I I mean, I don't know this de facto, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, the bank's not in the business of owning cars. Yeah, for sure. So they don't want that car. Yeah. Um, I had I don't actually don't know the answer to that, but like bank- if it's still in the process of like let's say they they repossess my car this week, and then next week I I don't know win the lottery or something. Can I just you know be like here's your money? Go buy a different car. But yeah, um, <laughs> don't buy a car. They go to auto trade. Go buy a car. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, I would imagine if you approach the bank and they're not f- too far down the process, you might be able to get your car back. But I suppose it depends on the bank's rules. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, okay. you got to probably pay to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't see you winning in that scenario, anyways. I mean, the bank's already lost. So, I mean, you've lost your your car. Yeah, the bank's gonna go and auction your car off. So one of the things that's been spotlighted. It's really not efficient for the bank to go fetch your car. Mm. They don't want to do it. Mm. And they'll never make the same, like the value of the vehicle is never going to be the same. They, they will do it, but they don't want to do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, so there's a few things that you can do, um, which we've kind of spotlighted. I mean, if you're in this position where your car is being repossessed, um, one of the, the first things that the banks always say is have the open conversation with the bank before it even gets to that point. I think it's the very last thing that a bank wants to do or your finance house wants to do is, is actually get to that stage. Because like you're saying, it's, it's super, like it's, it's a tedious process. It is. It is. I mean, I always say, pay for the roof over your head first. Mm-hmm. 
pay for your transport, pay for your food. Mm. Everything else is secondary to those three things. 100%. I agree with that. Um, anything else is secondary. Mm. Because, you know, and, and in a difficult interest rate environment like this, anticipate. Because um, as, a, as a consumer, you should be able to see your problem coming. You can't tell me it comes upon you in one month. What is the, the your rule of thumb when it comes to somebody who's going to be because, like you're saying, it's an after the, after the fact situation, right? When it's an after after the, it's a blunt instrument that's used after the fact by the federal uh, government or not federal government that's America, but um, by the monetary the bank. Yeah, the, the Reserve Bank. Yeah. So, like, how much kind of um, I guess how much should a person budget then if they're going to take this into account? What's what do you think is the safest? amounts because I think affordability we've spoken about this at length but how do you know and how do you make sure that you don't get in a position where your your car could potentially be, be repossessed okay so nothing in life is a sure thing yeah absolutely zero your job's not a sure thing yeah uh, the economic environment's not a sure thing even investment is not a sure thing mm. if anybody thinks that that's a sure thing you're gonna get burnt mm. Somewhere down the line, you're going to get burnt. Mm. So, um, so it's a matter of not being an ostrich as a consumer, keeping your finger on the pulse of the economic landscape that you find yourself operating in. Yeah. As a consumer, it doesn't matter what your job is. Mm. You don't have to be a business owner. You're still part of this economy. You can make millions and still like spend badly. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So. You, you can make millions and probably be worse than the person that makes hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. You know, if 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 I make a million rand a month, but I spend a million rand a month, I'm poorer than the person that makes a hundred thousand rand a month and spends fifty. Mm. So it's just really about understanding your economic climate. So it's one thing to understand the economic climate, but how do you operate also within that? Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and if you understand the wider economic climate, you, know, you get the news reports of oh, monet, uh, um, um, monetary committee is sitting. Chances are they're going to increase increase interest rates. Like interest rates. Now you go and you do a calculation. Right, got this house, got this car. What if interest rates go up by one percent? How does it affect my cash flow? Yeah. What if I don't get that salary increase? How does it affect my cash flow? Um. And constantly do that every three months. Mm. Reevaluate your economic situation. Um, and then if you find yourself having to sell that beautiful GTI, mm. rather sell it than get it repossessed. 100%. So that's one of the things that we have actually stipulated, the things to do if you're in that position. So selling your vehicles, you're saying is after exhausting all other options, that's kind of the last thing. Selling it. Yeah, selling the vehicle. Should be the first thing. Should be the first thing. Yes. I mean, there's other things you can do before that. Like? Like readjusting all your expenses. Remember the priorities. Yeah, okay. If if we're okay. looking at the, the roof. Yes, okay. roof over your head. Do you need to move? Yeah. Move early. Mm. It's the biggest expense. Mm. If you need to sell your car, sell it early. It's the second biggest expense. Mm. If you need to adjust how you consume food... That's easy because that happens day to day. Yeah, hundred percent. Changing house, changing car, difficult thing. That you one might is difficult for me. Eh? Yeah, Ch so changing <laughs> what I eat. Yeah, I love my chicken. It's like I do it like 
twice a week. I don't know if I, I can do well, that. Well, you know, we can all shop smarter, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but readjust, uh, readjust the way you think about the length of time it takes to change. Mm. Changing your spending habits at a consumer clothing food level, that's easy. That's binary. You can do that tomorrow. Mm. But it's not going to move the needle mm. as much as selling your car or selling your house is. Yeah, 100%. It's not going to move the needle. 100%. Um, so the things that banks can do in terms of, I mean, we all have rights, right? So a bank can't just decide one day, I'm just going to go and fetch this car. There's, there's a process that has to... Like everything in life, there's a process. Exactly. Um, so there are four steps that happen before that's the case. Essentially, they they, they send you a letter to, to inform you that you have, or that you've in arrears of X amount of days. Yeah. Um, at which point you'll be called or summoned to a sheriff. Um, a judgment's made. Summoned to a sheriff. Now I don't know if it's if it's summoned to a sheriff. Summoned, a sheriff is summoned to you, but but they they they, they essentially have to uh, give you a um, demand letter. That's mm. what it's called. Letter yeah, of demand. demand yeah. yeah. So they've got to give you a letter of demand, right? Give you a certain amount of days to settle the areas. Yeah. Okay. The and and in that letter of demand. Explain what the what the consequence could be. Consequences: yeah. we're going to repossess your car, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and and so that's the start of the process: is the letter of demand. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I mean, it, it takes a few days essentially, and there are a few steps that have to happen before they can just come in and repossess your vehicle. Um, so if you're in that position, you know, I think it's 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 on you to kind of figure what that is and make sure that the the law is still. I think in the, in the repossession process of the bank, yeah. it's not unrealistic that you'd be able to sell your car within that period. Mm. Okay? It's too late still. Mm. Like you, you're going to take a burn on the car. Mm. But, but you can. When you get that letter of demand and you think to yourself, oh, I actually can't afford this car, um, you still have time to sell it because yeah. they have to follow their process and that process takes time. Mm. And in that time, you can list it on Auto Trader, sell it to your cousin. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do in order to to readjust your income or your expenses, should I say? Hundred percent. But if you want more information, there are, like I said, a few articles on sites if you want to check that out. Um, yeah, lots of insight there. Um, still on the topic, I wanted to find out what is your opinion on buying repossessed vehicles. I don't think there's anything wrong with a repossessed vehicle. I mean, remember, it's owned by a consumer, yeah. and most second-hand vehicles have been owned by a consumer before would you, you buy it. Would you say that it's... I think buying a repossessed car, there's a lot of benefits, but is there any risk um, in somebody doing that? It's going to an auction, for instance, and specifically, let's, let's, let's do a bank auction um, for specifically repossessed vehicles. Yeah, I mean, the the, the difference between... So it's it's the same as buying a car privately. What, buying it through a yes. bank auction? Yes. Okay. It's exactly the same. Um, so there's either buying from a dealer mm. or not buying from a dealer. Mm. This fits into not buying from a dealer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's where you buy it as is. Mm. You buy it the way you see it. If you don't identify a problem, um, that's on you. In that scenario, are you allowed to go and actually go and, and check if the vehicle is, you know, road legal? Like the bank is probably not going to sell you a car that's like this is this can't be on the streets anymore bank doesn't know okay so they don't even go into that process they don't they don't know that's they're not in the business of of operating a dealership yeah 
That's why it's always safer to buy from a dealership. Mm. You might think that dealerships are there out to get you, yeah. but the vast majority of them are not. There are some of those that that, uh, that are underhanded and don't do the right things, um, but the vast majority of dealerships are actually there for the consumer. There are laws that they have to abide by. So, um, so buying so so buying a car anywhere that's not a dealership, and There's I'm talking a about a dealership that reconditions cars. Yeah. Uh, you're taking a risk, you, and and you got to view that risk in terms of the price. Are you getting a significant discount to take that risk? So if you, if a car is retailing for say two hundred thousand rand, yeah, and it's in the general market, look on Auto Trader. We've got a valuation platform. If it's generally retailing for two hundred thousand rand, and you can get that car at an auction or privately for a hundred and sixty thousand rand, mm. so you got forty thousand rand that you are getting as a discount. Because you're of, taking the risk, yeah, right. You're gonna ask yourself, okay, what can go wrong with this car, mm. and does it fit into that discount? Buying from an auction house versus buying a repossessed vehicle from a bank. I don't think there's a difference. No difference at all. Okay, you knew exactly where I was going with that. So you think there's there's, there's no difference there? That's just basically the seller is different. Ultimately, ultimately, it's always a consumer that's having sold that car. Mm. It's it, it's the process that the car goes through that's different. Mm. In a dealership, the car goes through a reconditioning process most of the time. Hundred percent. And the and the dealer has the um, the three R's that they have to abide by in terms of the uh, the CPA, mm. which is replace, repair, or a refund. Mm. Um, so whereas you buy from another consumer, footstools. Let's see what happens. I think. Um the market's going to have to obviously change before we see these repossessions stop. But for now, I think we'll just... Well, the out. economic environment has changed. Exactly. And the way is. the economic environment changes is it forces people not to spend. Mm. Mm, let's see what happens. South Africans love cars, though, so we'll see. Um, so we're actually ending the season very shortly, and I think we have two races left. The time of us recording this, at least, there's two races left. Las Vegas and Abu Dhabi. Do you want to give us a summary of the season thus far? Your summary? What are you expecting in okay. Las Vegas? Outside of Verkrashen, yeah. which is no longer Verkrashen. Um, outside of, uh, of Verkrashen, I think uh, Perez. Where's Perez? He's number two. Eh? Hamilton didn't pass him. Not yet. No. Um, so I think Perez is, is likely going to win number two. Yeah, me too. I, I think he's so. likely going to win number two yeah. spot. Um, I think he's thrown a bunch of points away that he, he could have had um, yeah. because of his own demeanor. Um, Hamilton's done better than I expected. Yeah, me too, Jesus. Um, I, <laughs> it's admitted, but yeah. I think, I mean, I kind of liked Hamilton this year. He's, mm. I think this non-winning streak of his has humbled him mm. and made him kind of retract into a professional shell. I don't know. I don't think he's changed that much. I think your demeanor is always going to change when, you, when you're losing. And they oh. say that as soon as you start winning, that's when people start like... True, picking yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I just, I, you know what I think it is? I think he's, I like the way he's handled his losses. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It, and, and, and that for me is the, is the difference. Uh, you know, I always picked on Hamilton. Yeah. But I like the way he's handled his losses. Yeah. Um, Verstappen didn't handle handle his losses as well as Hamilton's handled it. I think it's easy when you have five, though. You know, it's it's easier than when you still. Well, luckily, he did. It was at five back to back. So he did. Um, 
Did three and two, I think. Yeah, no, he did the first one, took a there was a one year gap, and then I think he got three, then Nico won. Yes. And, and then, then like what's well before Nico it was the Red Bull run yeah. uh, of Vettel. And then Alonso. Th- there was a few in between, a few other winners in between. Mm. Um, but I think he got two back to back. Yeah, so 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 I don't think I, I think that the procession is going to be mm. uh, Verstappen, Perez. Then I think it's going to be a battle between Alonso, uh, Alonso, uh, uh, Lando Norris, and Hammer, and uh, and Hammer Time. Yeah, yeah. On, at Las Vegas. Let's see what happens in Las Vegas. I'm not really a fan of the track. I think it's going to be another. Why? Isn't it a street track? Yeah, I love street tracks, but in terms of the layout of of the track, I think it's going to not be our best. I think the Red Bulls are going to just run away with it. Yeah, but uh, you just got to let them run away and then have your own race. Have your little bit of a race, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be accidents, though. That's that's for sure what's going to be. And it's going to be a show. Um, this this might be the coolest one that we see, but in terms of racing, I don't know. I don't think it's going to, you know, to be around. But and then it's Abu Dhabi time. What about next year? Next year, are you still sticking to... Um, I'm, I'm, sticki- I'm sticking to... No, I, I, was, I supported Lando Norris this year. I supported yeah. Alonso. I even supported Hamilton in some races. That's crazy. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, remains we'll to be seen. We'll see what happens. I like Formula One. Total. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's me. You know. right now. Anyways, thank you very much, George. That's pretty much all the time we have for today. And hopefully I'll see you next week. Ciao. Search Auto Trader. <laughs>